turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. President Biden calls Chinese President Xi a dictator. We have a, a very bad president right now who's taking us down a very dangerous path. House Republicans vote to censure Adam Schiff. I think that's deserved. I mean, he lied to the American people. The FTC sues Amazon over so-called deceptive practices over prime services. Uh, Amazon used a lot of deceptive practices basically to, at the checkout process, to hoodwink people into signing up for prime. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, June 22nd. I'm Mike Scott. Over the weekend, Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited China, trying to mend a fraying relationship with the world's second biggest economy. However, it was overshadowed by China's public talks with Cuba to create a joint military training base on the island 100 miles from the Florida coast. Now President Biden has some White House aides wringing their hands over the president's comments where he called China's President Xi a dictator, saying his order to shoot down the balloon was a great embarrassment. Anonymous aides from the Biden administration are noting that many politicians tend to speak too comfortably in front of a friendly crowd of donors. The response from Beijing was quick and angry. A spokesperson for China's ministry says that the Biden comments were extremely absurd and irresponsible, seriously contradicting basic facts, end quote. The spokesperson went on to say that the Biden comments were seriously violating diplomatic protocol and infringing on China's political dignity. This comes as news broke that the China-Cuba military base could host Beijing's forces near the American homeland. Brandon Weikart, author of Biohacked and a geopolitical analyst, joins the Salem Radio Network and explains why tensions are so high between the U.S., and China. We don't actually fully recognize that China owns Taiwan. Um, we simply acknowledge that there's one system in China and Taiwan is not an independent country, but it's not run every day by China's government. And that's caused the point of contention for many decades between us. The reason this exists, though, is because the Carter administration was desperate to get a deal with China, and they basically were going to let the Chinese think one thing, and the Chinese wanted to deal with us, so they were going to let us think one thing, hoping that none of this ever came to a head, which, of course, now it is, because we have President Biden in charge, who's the man who's not there. He has no real ability to control anything because, let's face it, he is not really in control of anything, including his own faculties. If China is planning to strike Taiwan soon, Weikart believes that the Biden administration just gave them a go-ahead to strike the island nation. 
We're doing this weird kabuki dance, but we have a guy in charge of us who can't do this anymore. And so he, you know, he clearly wants to do a deal with China, but obviously he can't. And I don't think we should. Uh, but but we have a, a very bad president right now who's taking us down a very dangerous path. Uh, and it's going to lead to a war. I think that Bl Blinken's statement was basically a green light, at least that's how it's being taken in China, to basically hit Taiwan because they don't think Biden will do anything to stop them. Weikart points out that there may be another reason why Xi Jinping may be looking to hit Taiwan soon. You know, Xi Jinping right now, he's got some problems at home, so he might be looking for a foreign policy distraction. Uh, and if he thinks he can clobber the Americans because we have a horrible president, he might just go for broke here um, and he might get lucky. Uh, you know, the history belongs to the bold. And, uh, you know, but Xi's much bolder than our leader currently is. Looking at the joint Cuban-Chinese base, Weikart lays out how the Chinese could use it to their advantage. That's probably what's going to happen or what they're angling for. Um, but this is a very unstable and uncertain time, so you never know. Maybe they will go for something bigger. But I think you're onto something that this is a, a reciprocal thing. They want to be able to basically say to us, you're in our backyard, we're going to be in your backyard. Um, of course, the problem is if a war were to break out, having strategic bases in Cuba as well as Venezuela and Nicaragua, like they are developing, um, gives them a lot of leverage over us. They could target the Panama Canal. They could cut us off from being able to easily move naval forces from the Atlantic to the Pacific. They could also go after trade. They can flood, as they are doing with fentanyl, they could flood our borders with fentanyl and drugs and even uh, military-aged men, which is what they're doing right now, to maybe use as a fifth columnist attack force. And also, as you know, Cuba, they could use as a giant, not just eavesdropping outpost, but they might even be able to interfere with critical functions of our society electronically from those supposed listening posts in Cuba. Overall, Weikart is unimpressed with how Joe Biden has been handling foreign policy. To be fair, it wasn't even really happening under Barack Obama, who was until Biden the worst president. Um, you know, it's happening under Biden, which is shocking. Uh, you know, he was touted as this foreign policy guru. Well, his foreign policy experience seems to be in the glad-handing dictators in order to get money from them uh, realm of, of affairs, rather than actually standing up for U.S. national interest. This has been one giant surrender tour, whether it's, uh, you know, in Europe or in, uh, in Asia or in Africa or Latin America, uh, and this is just par for the course with him. This latest episode comes at an inopportune time in efforts to ease tension with Beijing as the Antony Blinken visit was billed as a way to keep lines of communication open during a tumultuous period. More underwater noises have been heard in the area where rescuers are frantically searching for a submersible that went missing while bringing five people down to the wreck of the Titanic. Daybreak Insider's Julie Walker has the very latest on the desperate search for the submarine. 
U.S. Coast Guard Captain Jamie Frederick says underwater noises detected by surveillance aircraft provide new information as to possible locations for the Titan. The noises specifically, we don't know what they are. Mission advisor and retired Navy Captain Carl Hartsfield says ocean noises are complex. They're trying to put all the pieces together. Uh, the noises have been described as banging noises. Frederick says the search area is twice the size of Connecticut, 2.5 miles deep. Questions remain how rescuers could get to the submersible, which could be 12,500 feet under the sea. Audio courtesy WCVB. I'm Julie Walker. On Wednesday, Democrat Representative Adam Schiff of California was censured and condemned by his fellow members of Congress. It was a 213 to 209 vote. By its adoption of House Resolution 521, the House has resolved that the House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California. Schiff has become the 26th member of the House to receive the second most severe punishment available to lawmakers. This is the second time in as many weeks the House has tried to censure Schiff, the last one failing due to some Republican concerns over constitutionality and a precedent of a multi-million dollar fine. Yet this time, the House successfully passed a resolution to censure Schiff for misleading the American public and for conduct unbecoming an elected member of the House of Representatives. Schiff says he will stand strong as the Republican-led House censures him. But I will not yield. Not one inch. Schiff says Republicans are bowing to political pressure over his comments made several years ago during investigations into President Donald Trump's ties to Russia. Donald Trump has threatened that any of you that defy him and vote against this partisan resolution will be met by a primary challenge. And he calls for my imprisonment. However, former State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortegas says that the censure wasn't political. It was deserved. So we first talking about Adam Schiff and the and censoring. Uh, uh, I think that's deserved. I mean, he lied to the American people. Now I know that we're all used to politicians lying to us, but he's looked at the at the camera multiple times uh, over two years and said that he saw intelligence that uh, Donald Trump was linked to Russia. His you campaign can see was, evidence quote in plain sight on the issue of was, collusion. It, pretty compelling evidence, Adam Schiff. It was just a lie, and and Durham has even said so that there was uh, no basis uh, to start crossfire hurricane. We could go. We'll go through the Durham right, stuff, Joe. I know. So uh, so I don't think it's retribution as you as you introduce this segment. I, I think that it's deserved because he lied to the American people. What's worse as somebody who spent a long time in the intelligence community to lie about intelligence that you saw and people believe you because you were the head, you were the chair or the ranking member of the intelligence committee and you lied about what you saw. So he deserves that. This comes as special counsel John Durham testified before Congress and revealed that the director of the FBI knowingly withheld evidence pertinent to an FBI investigation. The result of that was FBI agents making mistakes that prolonged an investigation that turned out to be based on very poor intelligence from less than credible sources. The withheld information 
also led to misrepresentations to the FISA court about the evidence used to spy on the Trump campaign. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan asked Durham about that withheld information. Can you tell the committee what happened when you took that referral memo and shared it with one of those agents, specifically Supervisory Special Agent Number 1? We interviewed the uh, first supervisor of the um, Crossfire uh, investigation, um, the operational person. Uh, We showed him the intelligence um, information. Uh, He indicated he had never seen it before. Uh, He immediately became uh, emotional, uh, got up and left the room with his lawyer, um, spent some time in the hallway, came back. um, He was ticked off, wasn't he? Yes. He was ticked off because this is something he should have had as an agent on the case. It's important information that the director of the FBI kept from the people doing the investigation. The information was kept from him. Durham, at one point during the hearing, had to correct Democrat Representative Hank Johnson on exactly who he was investigating. To the extreme disappointment of some on this panel, Your investigation failed to produce indictments against Hillary Clinton, correct? That's correct. Didn't indict Barack Obama. That's correct. Didn't indict Joe Biden. That's correct. Couldn't even indict Hunter Biden. We didn't investigate Mr. Hunter Biden. And of your three prosecutions, one ended with a... In a moment from the hearing, Durham needled Adam Schiff over the censured congressman's line of questioning was informed that a Russian official was offering the Trump campaign, quote, very high-level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their opponent? Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. After the hearing, many political experts were left wondering why Durham didn't charge James Comey for withholding evidence. Some believe it may have been hard to prove in court. Democrats failed to advance a contraception bill on Wednesday that Republicans say was actually an effort to expand access to chemical abortions. We get more on this story from Capitol Hill and our Daybreak Insider, Bob Agnew. Senator Ed Markey among the Democrats seeking unanimous consent for the Right to Contraception Act. After all, he says, The right to contraception is central to life, liberty, and freedom. That effort shut down by Indiana Republican Mike Braun. It's not about contraception. It's about abortion. Braun says the bill would essentially circumvent abortion bans in some states under the cover of contraception medication. The FDA has approved dangerous chemical abortion drugs that can also be used as contraceptives off-label. Braun arguing there's what he calls a huge difference between a drug that blocks fertilization and a drug that can end a life. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. The Federal Trade Commission has sued Amazon over claims the company fooled customers into signing up for Prime while simultaneously thwarting attempts to cancel. FTC Chair Lena Kahn released a statement saying, quote, Amazon tricked and trapped customers, costing them significant money, end quote. 
According to the lawsuit, the FTC alleges that shoppers were encouraged to sign up for a 30-day trial with a single click during checkout, but had to wade through multiple pages to cancel service before the trial ended. CNBC's Steve Kovac explains the details of the lawsuit. This is this is a really interesting lawsuit because it's alleging that uh, Amazon used a lot of deceptive practices basically to, at the checkout process, to hoodwink people into signing up for Prime, making it difficult to unsubscribe from Prime after that happened. They, in fact, in this uh, lawsuit, they, uh, the FTC alleges they had a code name for this to get more people to sign up. They called it Project Iliad after the uh, mm-hmm. that book we all read back in high school about the uh, Trojan War. So it's it, this is... We have no response yet from Amazon, by the way. It's been several hours since this was released, so nothing yet from uh, their pushback on these allegations. But it is just the first shoe to drop. I will note the FTC is also doing a huge antitrust uh, investigation at Amazon broadly, and we're expecting that lawsuit as soon as this summer. That's going to be the big one, but this one is just specifically about Prime and what the FTC alleges are deceptive practices to get people to sign up. Millions of people, by the way, they allege. The concept of deceptive practices isn't a new one. In 2020, the European Union said that many websites make it unnecessarily difficult to reject tracking cookies. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says more interest rate hikes are likely this year. Our Daybreak Insider and Fed Watcher Ed Donahue has more on this story. Powell told the House committee inflation is still too high. Inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year. Nonetheless, inflation pressures continue to run high. Fed decided to take a break from interest rate hikes at its last meeting. Powell said it was to assess three recent bank failures, but he says their job is to bring inflation down, and the way to do it is to raise interest rates. What it does is it, it gradually slows down demand so that supply and demand can get back into alignment and so that we can have inflation running at 2% and people can get on with their lives. Most economists are certain of a rate hike next month. The Fed indicated two more rate hikes this year. Ed Donahue, Washington. And finally, the use of AI is expanding everywhere and making some things that were thought to be impossible possible. Sir Paul McCartney revealed that he plans to use AI technology to extricate John Lennon's voice from a previously unheard track to create the final Beatles record. AI is bringing back the Beatles. John Lennon's voice, it's been isolated using the technology and it's allowed Paul McCartney, his longtime songwriting partner, to record the last ever Beatles track and release it later this year. Now, we don't know what the name of the song is, but rumors are swirling that it's something called Now and Then, all based on a recording on a cassette tape that was given to Paul McCartney by Yoko Ono. That was John Lennon's wife. McCartney's really admitting that, yes, this is exciting technology, but it's also scary. And it's something the rest of his industry is trying to grapple with at the moment. Just think Spotify having to take down AI-generated songs left, right, and center because... Well, many feel that it's copyright infringement. Just think about the song that was known as Heart on My Sleeve. It used replicated voices of Drake and The Weeknd. Well, that came down the minute that Universal Music Group got any sort of wind of it. 
and it gone viral already. While McCartney didn't reveal the name of the track, reports speculate that it will be called Now and Then, which was composed before Lennon's death in 1980. The Beatles revealed that the group attempted to initially record the song in 1995, but the session quickly ended after various issues with the late singer's vocals emerging at that time. McCartney now explains how the new record came to be. So when we came to make what will be the last Beatles record, it was a demo that John had um, that we worked on and we've just finished it up and be released this year, we were able to take John's voice and get it pure through this AI so that then we could mix the record as you would normally do. You know, so it, it, gives, you, it gives you some sort of uh, leeway. So there's a good side to it and then a scary side. McCartney said he was excited about the new possibilities AI technology presents for the future of music. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. 